1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 2 from the Passion Translation. The Passion Translation. It says, when someone speaks in, a tongue, in tongues, no one understands a word he says because he's not speaking to people but to God. He is speaking intimate mysteries in the spirit. He is speaking intimate mysteries in the spirit, which is understood only by God. So let's go ahead and spend the next few seconds just speaking intimate mysteries in the spirit to God. Let God hear your voice of intimacy this morning. Father, 
mountain this morning saying thank you to you for the gift of life saying thank you to you for the miracle of sleeping and waking up acknowledging this day that you have made in which we have decided to rejoice and be glad in it that they receive our worship in the name of jesus thank you for how far you started with us thank you for where you have brought us to in this prayer this morning Thank you that you lead us through to the end in the name of Jesus. Almighty God, as we share, as we spend a few minutes in your word, Lord, speak to us in the name of Jesus. Set the tone for this morning in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Holy Spirit, we acknowledge you as the doer of the greater mighty things in all of our lives in the name of Jesus. Receive our thanks in Jesus' name. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Amen and amen. Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. Once again, I want to say big thank you to uh, the man of God, uh, the man of uh, the, the set man uh, whom God has uh, given this vision of a uh, daily morning prayer to, Pastor Olarwaju, for this privilege. Thank you so very much, sir. So, uh, within the time that I have, We'll be looking at the word of God from Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 to 30. Matthew chapter 25, Matthew 25, verses 14 to 30. And I'll be reading from the New Living Translation of the Bible. Matthew chapter 25, verse 14, beginning. Again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five talents of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. He then left on his trip. The servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest the money and earned five more. The servant with two bags of silver also went to work and earned two more. But the servant who received the one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. After a long time, their master returned from his trip and called them to give account of how they had used his money. The servant to whom he had entrusted the five bags of silver came forward with five more and said, Master, you give me five bags of silver to invest, and I have earned five more. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in 
handling this small amount. So I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. The servant who has received the two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest, and I have earned two more. The master said, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Then the servant with the one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Look, here is your money. Here is your money back. But the master replied, You wicked and lazy servant. If you knew I harvested crops I didn't plant and gathered crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. Then he ordered, take the money from this servant and give it to the one with the ten bags of silver. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given and they will have an abundance. But from those who do not who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. Now, throw this useless serpent into outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. May the Lord bless the reading of his holy words this morning, in the name of Jesus. Amen. That story that I've just read to us is a story that most of us uh, are familiar with. Right from when we were young, even before we became born again, maybe when we were going to church with our parents or when we were going to church with our friends, you know, but some of us were not uh, born Christian, maybe we were born as uh, enemies or, you know, to one thing or the other. But thanks be to God who called us out of darkness into the marvelous light of his own dear son. Now, I'll, my, the title of my short message, my very short message is, let it count, let it count, let it count. Amen. The focus of this story ended up on the third servant who did not use the talent he was given. My prayers that whatever God has deposited in our lives, before the foundation of the earth, we will expend and use up everything on this part of eternity in the name of Jesus. As I said that, I remember what uh, the late great man of God, Mike Smullo, said. He said, the, the best talents are found in the graveyard because a lot, lot, lot more of people die without fulfilling their destiny, without using they are God-given talent. I pray that you and I will exhaust all the talents God has given to us in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. The master seemed to know each one's ability. That was why the Bible said that 
he gave to them, to each one, according to his own ability. And what he gave them, talent, can be likened to opportunities. No wonder the Bible says, I think the writer of Ecclesiastes said it, he said, it's not, it said, it's not to the men of skills, that time and chance happen unto them. The race is not to the swift at all not to the men of uh, uh, skills and all of that, but he ended by saying that time and chance happens to them, which means God has programmed opportunities into our lives, into our life's journeys. Amen. And it's, it's up to us to see those opportunities and be able to take them so that whatever God ordained for us from the, before the foundations of the earth, we may be able to fulfill them on this part of eternity. If they were given opportunities, it means there was an expectation from the giver of the, of, of the talent, you know, because he gave to them according to the ability of each one. Therefore, God knows the end from the beginning. He knows how long each one of us has got on this part of eternity. And it's so interesting how the Bible puts it in Psalm 139 and verse 16. Psalm 139 and verse 16. Especially from the uh, passion translation of the Bible. Psalm 139 verse 16. It says, You saw who you created me to be before I became me. Before I'd even seen the light of day. Remember, the man of God that led us was praying about lights and darkness and all of that. He said, before I'd ever seen the light of day, the number of days you planned for me were already recorded in your book. The number of days you planned for me were already recorded in your book. So, what is God's expectation from each one of us? From the responsibilities he has coded into our DNA, from the abilities he has garnered into us. Number one, God's expectation is for us to serve faithfully in his kingdom. We had, when we were being led this morning, the man of God said, give the example of David, who came and served God to the, to, 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 the, to the fullness of his ability in his own generation. If the Bible was telling us that, that David served God in his own generation, and when he had done all of that, he slept with his fathers. God's expectation from us tells us straight away that we'll be held accountable for all our actions for all the attitude we exhibited, whether positive or negative, for our disposition, even for when we fail to take action, will be held accountable. God's expectation places responsibility on us to figure out actions that we ought to take, irrespective of all the possible risks. That 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 servant that was given one talent. He didn't want to take any chances at all. He didn't want to, you know, uh, uh, misuse the master's uh, money. The talent was given. 
So he buried it. My prayer is that what God bless us with as responsibility, as innate talent, that will not bury it in the name of Jesus. No wonder the uh, great evangelist and singer, for those of you that are from Nigeria, Ebenezer Obey, he sang a song. He said, don't ever bury your talent because God will ask you. Because God will ask you. The Bible says that, that we will give account. They say all things are naked before him whom we have to deal because we shall give an account of our lives. And the writer of Hebrew put it very succinctly, without standing morbid. He says that it is given unto man once to die, and after that judgment. So what am I saying? I'm saying that the abilities that God gave us with the responsibilities will give account of that. So therefore, the topic of today is saying that let it count. Let your life, let my life count for something. We only have one life. Let it count for something. So God's expectations means that our lives must be people-centered. People-centered. It means that we have to transform the opportunities that we are given to represent God in everything, in everywhere. Let it be that when people see us, that we will be the Bible they are able to read and understand. Praise the Lord. That is why Ephesians chapter 5, verse 16, puts it very well. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 16, puts it very well. It says, make the most of every opportunity. Make the most of every opportunity. Opportunities, at times they come disguised. My prayer is that God, we open our eyes. No wonder this psalmist said, Open down my eyes that I may behold wonders, wondrous things out of thy law. Open my eyes, O God, that I may see the opportunities that you are setting before me this day as I go out, as I go about my daily chores in the name of Jesus. An opportunity to be a blessing so that my life will count for eternity. Praise the Lord. So God is aware of these perilous times we are going through. He is, he is eminently aware of what we are going through, so there should be no excuse for us to do the wrong things. We wouldn't say we are doing the wrong things and give excuses because everybody is doing it. In other words, it, it places responsibility on us to be kingdom-minded, to be kingdom-minded. That is how to impact others for Christ. We cannot afford to live a Methuselah-like life. We cannot afford to live a Methuselah-like life. That simply means that unlike, unlike other people, people like David, people like uh, uh, Joseph, people like Esther, people like Deborah, people and so on, and Jephthah and all of that, all of those people, you know, uh, Methuselah only came and he begat sons and daughters and he died. My prayer is that uh, our lives will have meanings in the name of Jesus. That all the responsibility Jehovah has placed on us, we will establish and fulfill on this part of eternity in the name of Jesus. That this single life we count for something in the name of Jesus. Praise ye the Lord. At this stage, we are going to spend the next minute just crying unto God. We are going to cry unto God and say, Father, help me, help me, help me. 
Help me. Lord, help me. Holy Spirit, I look unto you. Help me. Okay. Oh, let's go to God to help us on this journey. No one I will lift up my eyes to the hills. But when you make my help, my head father, I need Let's drop on to God and say, Father, help me. Help me. Help me. This life of mine, this little life of mine must come for something. Lord, my life must come My life must shine, oh God. I must shine, oh God. I must shine, oh God. Oh God, let my very life count for something 
let my life have Something 
Father, I refuse to pass over opportunities to represent God and stand for his cause in, in my life in the name of Jesus. I refuse to pass over opportunities to represent God, to stand for his cause, to stand for his kingdom in the name of Jesus. I refuse to pass over opportunities, oh God. Oh, oh the one talent, he passed over. He, he didn't take the opportunity to pass over. Lord, Lord, individually, separately, Sir, he took the possibility, he took advantage of all the opportunities, opportunities brought 
Finally, from Psalm 66 and verse 19. From Psalm 66 and verse 19, the Bible says, For certainly God has heard us. He has attended to the voice of our prayer this morning. Let's go ahead and give him thanks and praise for hearkening to the voice of our supplications this morning. For hearing us, God, for attending to our voice of prayer this morning. Let's go ahead and thank him.